Do you ever realize that Fuck the Police Spirits by NWA? Spirits in the material world. Fuck the Police by NWA is just how Ice Cube really hates Sting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone... We're, a mi- we're two minutes in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, welcome to Off the Van. I'm Jeff. I'm John. And... Uh, we're not going to talk too much today. We have a bit of a longer interview with Mr. Uh, how would you pronounce that? I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to white. <laughs> We're here. With, <laughs> we we interviewed Tino this week <laughs> with uh, Pancho Villa's skull. It is a uh, mariachi punk, acoustic mariachi punk. So if you like mariachi music or the word flamenco, <laughs> you'll enjoy this. <laughs> It's uh, basically an acoustic, uh, what is it? usually a one-man solo act, acoustic I've guitar. N- I've never seen him do other uh, than just him just, up there, yeah. yeah. Uh, one-man acoustic guitar playing hard, fast Mexican mariachi style yeah. uh, guitar, singing about social injustice and the like. For sure. Um, so normally, you'll probably notice in the, uh, the description of this episode, we just have the links to him. He's going to mention a lot of bands in this uh if you want In to discover like so grab thirty a, new bands that you've never heard of before, so this is the episode. Everybody, grab a pen and paper, <laughs> and also I believe a Cuban blogger if you're into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, like I said, we're not going to waste too much of your time. So here is our interview with Pancho Villa's skull, Tino. Just feel the words, man. Just feel the words. I don't know. Apparently, like my brother was playing some of my music at school in Chicago, and like a tour came through. And cause he was like, he went to school for production and all that. So mm-hmm. he was like in the producing thing or whatever. And he was yeah. like, listen, mixing and mastering some of my music. And apparently like a tour came through and some girl's mom like started to cry because of like how I was singing or something. And she's like, I just feel the emotion. I was like, sweet. Dude, that's awesome. That's a great story. I'm gonna tell people that I make people cry. Yeah. You should- she's like, I don't know what it's about, but it made me cry. And I was like, I think it was about voting. I think that's the song it was. <laughs> we- <laughs> oh, how much I hate voting. You're going to retell that story. Yeah. So we have, uh, we have Tino here, uh, the, the guy who makes you cry. Sup, kids. Uh, you are, what's, what's your stage name again? Uh, I go by Pancho Villa's Skull. And uh, so what, what, what kind of music do you play with that, with that I outfit? I play mariachi punk, which is just what I call what I play. I'll do <laughs> Similar to um, uh, that one group, and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think that uh, bands who self-label because they're merging two styles, you know, play better music. Yeah, well, usually when people ask me, I just say it's like a Mexican version of the Pogues. And nice. I go, oh, cool. So yeah, <laughs> it is a Mexican version of the Pogues. The Myers person inside of me just got so excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can talk about that too. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> But no, so you're calling it Pancho Villa's Skull. Yes. Uh, why? Uh, well, I kind of wanted a name to kind of, um, that would signify what people were getting when they saw it. Um, is that even what I wanted to say? Sure. Let's say it was that. No. Uh, <laughs> I wanted people to know what they were getting when they saw the name. Let's go with that. That's what I meant to say. And then um, I was kind of just reading up on stuff. I had a couple different names, um, but I was kind of reading up on Pancho Villa and I realized that uh the end of his life his skull was stolen when he died right right and so i just kind of like oh punch of via skull that's kind of a cool name so I, I stuck with that i think uh do a little history lesson here on off the van today because <laughs> uh, i feel like a lot of people don't know who punch is which is sad because punch is super cool yeah he was a, a re- super cool historical figure he was a revolutionary in mexico during the mexican revolution in the early 1900s yeah and uh uh what he ended up his revolution didn't 
actually work, right? It, it sort it of worked. Did it? <laughs> it worked, but we still wound up with Mexico as it is today. Right. So maybe not... it didn't. Maybe it didn't work the way it needed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not quite the way and I think. Maybe ideologically it worked, but I mean, uh, I don't know. Because I know that you know he had the, that big ranch at the end of his life, and he was still like assassinated. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So I guess shot. It, it sort of worked, but not for him in the end. Yeah, it didn't like work for you. I mean, that kind of happens a lot of revolutionaries, I feel like. <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Can't be afraid of the barrel of a gun if you're going to say what you're going to say. That's, that's very deep. <laughs> and true. Yeah. Entirely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's a history lesson from Tino. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. And so, um, how did you end up doing the Mexican version of the Pogues kind of thing? Like, what what led you to playing what mariachi led me punk? To uh, do that? Well, because I feel like it's not something that other people are really doing. You just wake up one day and you're like, oh, you know what? That's kind of what it was. No, oh, uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was really inspired, like, honestly, by the Pogues, and then like, um, I started to get into bands like uh, Devachka and Gogo Bordello that were kind of uh, mixing languages together, yeah. and I was like, I can do that. I speak two languages. Why don't I do that? And then at the same time, I was also kind of delving back. Like, I mean, I grew up around punk rock and stuff, obviously, but then I, you know, I was starting to delve back into the uh, kind of the music that I kind of grew up around. So like mariachi, norteño, just a lot of Mexican music, cumbias, stuff like that. Mm. And so I just kind of, uh, it kind of hit me at the perfect time where I was inspired by these bands that were doing that. And I was like, well, I can do that. And I'll just do my own like Mexican version of that. And so that's kind of what uh, Pancho Villa Skull wound up being. And uh, how have people been uh, receptive to that at your shows and stuff? Uh, pretty awesome. I get, you know, people are just like, yeah, I don't understand what you said, but I really liked, what, I really liked the way you said it. I was like, thank you, I guess. <laughs> I feel like it's it's a little bit weird that a lot of people don't understand what you said because the area that we live in does yeah. have a fairly large Hispanic population. We do. And growing up, I used, as a kid, uh, my family went to like Mexican festival on top of the Phoenix Center. Right. We, uh, my dad used to belong to La Loma. Yep. over in Pontiac and so I grew up around like a lot of Mexican people playing a lot of like Mexican music and as I grew older all that kind of like disappeared yeah it, it kind of went away and came back it was like you know but I was a side note my dad said he once knocked out a guy at La Loma so I just want to throw that out there <laughs> <laughs> since you mentioned that and he's told me that story every single time he passed he's like I knocked out that guy there for talking to your mom I was like thanks <laughs> yeah that's, you know that that's the accurate description of how La Loma was <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, um, where was it going with that? I I only got sidetracked with that story about my dad. Uh, the fact that, uh, I feel maybe I'm just disconnected from the community now that there used to be a lot more Mexican music in the area. And it's kind of, um, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of stayed. I think it's always been there. Maybe if it's not something you pay attention to, you don't pay attention to it, but I guess it's always around. So for me, like it left and came back. Or okay. like I, as I grew up around it, and then I kind of just kind of left it to do my own stuff, like punk rock and all that, and then I kind of came back. Okay, you know, that's good. That's good. Do you find that uh, a lot of those people go to your shows, or not? Uh, quite as no, much? it's mostly like a punk rock and folk thing. Sometimes I wind up getting on some weird bills with like, 
straight up cafe singers and they're like oh is this come, come play our cafe and i'm like I, I don't think you know what i do i think you just know that i have an acoustic <laughs> they, guitar they, they, they see a picture, picture of one, one person, person with an acoustic, acoustic guitar, guitar. yeah they're like uh, that sounds good with coffee yeah yeah so <laughs> you know, funny thing somebody else was like uh the other day was like hey what you know where are you playing next and i was like oh here and it's like cool yeah i'll come by and have a cup of coffee it's like that's not what i do that's not <laughs> <laughs> more, i mean more power to you but. yeah <laughs> you can drink coffee i bet i'm not against coffee i love coffee i'm wearing a descendant sweater right now i love coffee <laughs> uh yeah but yeah i but feel it's like not, be, it's not exactly what i do you'd be a little bit on the uh outlier side yeah of the cafe crowd <laughs> so yeah it, it makes for an awkward thing like oh that's we weren't expecting that oh but it was good i guess you, uh, you get the couple like oh okay okay yeah and then like there's like one guy and they're just like holy shit <laughs> 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 like I played a show once where there was a couple of acoustic, acoustic artists, ugh, acoustic artists before me, and they were like, "This guy was like trying to shush the crowd, like, hey, this is an acoustic event, you know, uh, try to be, you know, keep be respect for the artists and keep the, you know, volume down and all that." And I was just like, "I don't care what you guys do. You guys can come up here, dance, shout. I really don't care. Like, <laughs> that's that's actually better for me." I completely undermined him as soon as I stood up there. But yeah, <laughs> they're just like. Shh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna whisper sing song my acoustic folk into the microphone and yeah. you all be very quiet. Yeah, I want everyone everybody to be quiet. And then I was just like, no, come come dance, <laughs> yell at me, <laughs> jump off the stage. I don't care. <laughs> I think uh, a lot of people aren't used to like acoustic punk kind of stuff. Yeah, because that's like a very niche genre too. Right. And like I'm I'm into like uh, folk punk, like Andrew Jackson right. Jihad things like that. And like you're like, oh, guy with acoustic guitar. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of did like a little acoustic stuff before Pontrevia Skull too, and it was like the same deal where I would just, you know, they're like, oh, you wasn't expecting you to be the play that fast with an acoustic guitar, and I was like, it's just <laughs> punk rock acoustically. I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, good times. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's all those other albums that came out that were like punk goes acoustic, and then maybe one day in the future we'll see Pontrevia Skull goes electric. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I thought about it, but I don't think it'll. I think the acoustic guitar needs to stay or like, you know, it's, that mariachi it, it, root. It, it's definitely like maybe for I like, like a small thing. Yeah. Like, I think like, it's like here, your, this yeah. your sound though. Right. Like maybe add to it, but I think, uh, yeah, to stay with the, uh, mariachi root for the, yeah, that acoustic yeah. guitar. I bought the uh, classical guitar specifically to get that sound. So nice. it's great. <laughs> now you said that you've been in a couple bands before, uh, were they, did they have the same kind of theme or? Uh, no, I mean, my first band was probably a psychobilly band. Uh, we were called Bent Eight, and we did like three shows, maybe three or four. <laughs> uh, a lot of first band experiences. Yeah, we played, like, I played like, a couple of my bands, played only three shows. <laughs> <laughs> but no, most of them were just kind of like punk rock, and, um, you know, like I said, psychobilly or something like that. But, uh, like, I play in a ska punk band right now, or punk rock ska band, or whatever you want to call it. Scott Yeah, Scott Core. Scott Core, The Devil and More. Um, <laughs> is that a Mighty Body Bostones album? Uh, I think I, so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. But yeah. Um, but yeah, just punk rock and stuff like that. I mean, it's always got like um, probably a lot of Clash influence in there. Okay. You know, with the whole, I don't know, social commentary thing. But right. Yeah. Which I think uh, lacks from a lot of punk rock. Yeah. I, mean, I think punk used to be super politically active. Like the Clash were there, the Dead Kennedys, and then it's kind of 
the sound it, stayed the same, but yeah, the it became, politics it became went more away. The sound in that style, is, even though the content kind of shifted. Well, it kind of it entirely shifted entirely for shifted a while. while yeah. Right. So yeah, I mean, the Clash is probably a huge influence on me as well as like the other bands I mentioned. But like the Clash is probably one of my all-time favorite bands. Oh yeah, London Calling is like a perfect album. Yes, London Calling. Let's just, let's talk about London Calling for the rest of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> and Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. I can bring the Clash to Doctor Who in like two seconds. Just so you <laughs> Do know. It. Okay. Do it. The Clash referenced Doctor Who on one of their on their first oh, album. Oh, really? So yeah, he said, "Do you think I'm a Dalek?" And uh, gosh, what was the song? Remote Control. So I mean, there you go. I mean, I guess the, I mean, I they, brought, they, they were British. Yeah, they were British in the 70s, kinda, yeah, so they made a Doctor say, Who yeah, reference. That actually so. makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just because, like, for a lot of us, like, yeah. you know, a lot of a lot of Western, Western culture. Western cultures. A lot of, uh. we'll, we'll say, well, sorry, a lot of American culture wasn't really introduced to it until this kind of, like, renewal the revival of it. Yeah. Right? 2010 or something? Uh, to start in 2005. 2005? Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Five years off. Uh, the 10-year anniversary's coming up for the relaunch. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That'll be nice. Yeah. Is David Tennant coming back again? Uh, he already, I mean, I don't, I don't think he'll come back twice. <laughs> but I want him to. I know, I know. I, I'm, I'm with you, I want him to. <laughs> I, want, I want Tom Baker to come back as well. Yeah. yeah. Is, he, is he still alive? Yeah. He's he did okay. uh, like one of the Christmas. What, oh, like, he was, he was in, in the, the 50th anniversary. Yeah, anniversary. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, I forgot about that. was a whole that. cryptic, you know, oh, I recognize you mm-hmm, type yeah. deal. Like, oh, yeah. I bet Which you is cool because they were like, yo, you get the, you get the, these three. And then he was just kind of just a surprise to everybody. I told you I'd bring this conversation <laughs> to Dr. Who at some point. Was, all he would talk about, like, getting in before we started this interview was how he was going to turn the whole thing into Dr. Who. <laughs> uh, my wife will be so happy when she listens to this. She's, That's true. Yes, we have Dr. Who posters in our house, and people are like, oh, those yours? I'm like, no. I've seen, I've seen her, like, walking around with, like, TARDIS dresses. Yeah, and stuff. I think she was wearing she, that TARDIS dress the first time I met her. She's got a lot of TARDIS stuff, Dr. Who stuff. <laughs> so when, when when can we expect the uh, the Pontifical uh, Doctor Who exactly the, the Doctor Who reference in a Pontifical soon? I'm coming out the science fiction opera about me and the Doctor. Um, you know, flying. You yeah, know what was I, awesome? I swear to God, you better be serious. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I might have to do it now because I said it. Yeah, it's, that's how this works. I'm not gonna lie. When I saw the Mexican flag on like the recent Doctor Who episodes, I got so excited. I was like, <laughs> finally, Mexicans in Doctor Who. This is the, that hasn't happened since the first Doctor. And they weren't even Mexican. They were just like white people playing Mexicans. Playing Mexicans. <laughs> I mean, what, what, Which, what, what, it was like, what, the 60s? Yeah. 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 I didn't think they had the budget to come over here to Mexico. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not in the least. Not They're like, mention. hey, old British guy, you're you're a Mexican today. And so. <laughs> yeah, but that was like. And that's old, what happened. That was like old Hollywood. All right, too. then. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. I'm going to be. Hola. Uh, <laughs> hola. Como estas? <laughs> Hola. How are you today? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm an Aztec, right? <laughs> I mean, why not? Like all the ancient Greeks speak with British accent too, and everything yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of. I always think that's funny too. And French people, like, you can get people with French accents to play this. I don't know why. <laughs> I th- well, with the British, I assume it's because they hate the French. Yeah. Well, don't they like they kind of play it off, and they're like, oh, well, like it's a different language, and the TARDIS like translates, it and that's just how we. Saw- it's like they're, <laughs> they're like retconning the fact that they can't find cur- like yeah uh, properly aligned actors. Exactly. <laughs> Except when there's Americans, and they have American accents. Oh yeah, yeah. So why? Why is that different? <laughs> Explain that, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, Peter Capaldi. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should get back to music. I'm, we'll talk about Doctor. Yeah, Who the rest the subscribers of just dropping left and right. <laughs> All twelve of them. <laughs>
We hit twelve. That's my favorite number. Check because there's twelve keep, doctors. Let's keep, oh, oh. <laughs> so, <Anyway>. um, <laughs> are you are you doing any other music right now other than uh, Pancho Villa? Oh, do you want me to talk about the vulnerable? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can. No, I'm not. I'm kidding. I, do. <laughs> I love those guys. Fronted by Kenny Plant. Fronted by, by Kenny, Kenny Plant. Plant. <laughs> yes, Kenny Plant. Um, I'm probably gonna refer to him as Kenny Plant from now on for the rest of this interview. I don't. I don't think I've ever like I've only ever talked to about him recently when I was like referring to Kenny Plant. So <laughs> I, I've only referred to him as Kenny Plant recently. Uh, yeah. No. Um. The vulnerable is great. I love it. We uh we just played a show last. Sunday night at oh. uh, the Magic Stick, one of the last <laughs> rock shows that will be at the Magic Stick. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, that was pretty yeah. cool though, getting to play the main stage there. But yeah, it's a uh, Kenny Plant, Jordan Mosier, uh, Mike Land, Nick, whose last name escapes me right now because I've only ever <laughs> called him Nick. <laughs> What's Nick's last name? Do you guys know? This is hilarious. Do you know him as no Nick's last name? It's, He's Nick. It's uh, Nick Nick Furlow. I knew Furlow. Oh my god. god. He's often oh, referred right? to yeah. as That's furry. so stupid yeah. because I called him furry forever <laughs> and then I didn't know. I don't so know I was why. Like, oh my god, you <laughs> <laughs> I feel like such a prick right now cuz I forgot to call him Furlow. Nick Furlow. And <laughs> I had a brain fart, Nick. I'm sorry. I love you. You know I love you. So, sorry that that furry. Did I say Mike Land already? Who's like in a thousand <laughs> other bands? Yeah, yeah. you went. Yeah, okay, yeah. Mike Land, and Kenny Plant, where Mosher, and myself. Yeah. You just completely derailed so, your own. I did. List. I derailed my own list because <laughs> <laughs> I had a brain fart. I was like, "What's like what's, furry, what's no, Furry's what's last furry's name? name? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy who holds the bass? Like, yeah, uh, it's funnier because he's the bassist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. stand over there being audible. I'm allowed to say that because I'm, I'm a bassist. bassist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a podcast run by bassists. Side note, Jordan. We're allowed to get away with it. Uh, one of our shows in Grand Rapids, Jordan told him that we were going to Sid Vicious him and turn his bass off. He's like, dude, I've had nightmares about that happening. Oh Don't <laughs> we all felt so bad. <laughs> uh, good times. But yes. Good times. Oh, my God. Yes, The Vulnerable. Go listen to The Vulnerable. We have a, an album out called Goodbye Traumatelli. Right. Look that up. It's Not really good, I swear. Do you have any music out as Pancho Villa's Skull? I do. I have a, a full length, which is on Bandcamp, and then I have an EP that came out a couple months ago called uh, Congoja. The, uh, the full length is self-titled. Okay. So okay. that's why I didn't mention a title. So. <laughs> you eponymous. You know. I, th- I think you brought something from that today, didn't you? I did, from the first album. So oh, Which one's that? Uh, Injusticia. All right. What's that about? Uh, I kind of wrote it. That's probably one of the first songs I wrote for the band. Um, it kind of coincided with the whole SB 1070 thing happening in Arizona, but also um, my own personal experiences. Uh, when I was coming, <clears throat> sorry, I'm not gonna cry or anything. I just got a frog in my throat. Um, when I was coming back, <laughs> it sounded like I was gonna cry. It's just like, oh god, oh, this things, is tough to talk about. This, this episode get, of Off the Van. We're getting real. We go from Doctor <laughs> Who. And we're gonna get real right now. Um, cause the doctor is real. Um, <laughs> uh, no, um, I was coming, I was in Texas and I was coming up from, uh, San Benito to San Antonio and my brother, my uncle and I, we got stopped by the border patrol and they asked us all for American citizens. We all said yes, but they still pulled us out of the car and made us prove our American citizenship. I feel like that's something you could prove from inside the car. Yeah, it is something, especially when you have your American passport on you. Um, so it was me, my brother, my uncle and I, and we got kind of, it was like, super late at night probably like early in the morning however you want to look at it 
it was me and my brother, my uncle, and I, and then some older lady who obviously didn't speak English well. Cause she was asking me, you know, ¿Qué está pasando? And I was like, I, your guess is as good as mine. I don't know what's happening. So um, they x-rayed our car and kind of made us stand out there and get eaten up by mosquitoes for a little while. And then they just sent us on our way. So and that song kind of comes out of that where it was kind of just being uh, having your right stepped on for no reason. You know? Okay. So, <clears throat> so let's go into that song now. That was the song. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really like that song. Uh, but I, I like that style, too. Like I said earlier, I like when you when artists blend yeah. uh, more than one, let's say, genre together. And, you know, I think you can see the influences you were talking about with the like the Pogues. Yeah. And uh, I think you said Devotchka earlier. Yeah. 
a lot of it comes to you from just sitting in my uh, grandfather's living room listening to him sing mariachi music. Like he was a mariachi singer too. Really? Okay. So That's really I should cool. probably mention that. Yeah, my grandpa. <laughs> yeah. That was, a, yeah, that was actually yeah. a huge influence on me. <laughs> yeah, you know, my grandpa on my mom's side was a you know mariachi singer, and he would uh, sit in his living room, play trumpet, and sing and all that with his friends. So. Okay. That's very cool. That. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it runs in the family. Yeah. And he was kind of updated the sound a little bit for a younger audience. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I completely ripped off my grandfather. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, you can rip him off. You're just part of the empire. He material <laughs> twice as fast. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote that song in the early 90s. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> About the strict U.S. borders. Yeah, strict U.S. borders. <laughs> Back when you all you had to have was reverse certificate. Now it's like uh, five yeah. forms of identification that are all yeah. have pictures, notarized. Unless, yeah. unless you're white, and then you can just come right across. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, it's true. I've, I've seen it happen. <laughs> yeah. Ask my wife. That's, uh, <laughs> they let her ride across, and me. They stopped and asked me what I was doing in Mexico. Oh my god. <laughs> no, that, that's uh, yeah, really that's, that's a big problem we have at the border. Is that yeah? It's kind of bigoted down there. <laughs> uh, kind of yeah. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I love Mexico, I do. And I don't ever have a problem with the Mexican border patrol, but uh the American side have a uh, tend to stop me and ask me a thousand questions. You ever been stopped by the same person twice? No, I've never been stopped by the same person twice. Okay. But I've watched my wife walk through and just like what you just got she just got to walk through and I gotta stay back. <laughs> <laughs> What do you have in your bag? It's, we had the same stuff. I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't have bags. She has bags. Yeah. I'm just trying to get I'm back. Just, I'm just, this is me as a person. Yeah. No bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're always afraid I'm like smuggling drugs or something across. I don't know why. No, just my wife. Just, yeah, just my smuggling wife. my wife. Just yeah. smuggling my wife. Back. <laughs> my U.S. U.S. born wife. My wife. <laughs> We're both U.S. born. <laughs> I have. Why would I have an American passport if I was... <laughs> Why do I speak with this accent if I wasn't uh, didn't grow up in Michigan? Oh, that'll be real clever. Real clever. Yeah. You see. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because I said my name too Mexican when they asked me what my name was. Oh, how do you say it? I was like, what's supposed to be said? And like, oh, Portino Barra. And like, oh, oh. Yep. Yep. They'll do it. Oh, hey, yep. hey, you. Yeah. You see, I don't. That's the key. Is I don't pronounce my last name correctly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what it is? It is. I'm just like, no, my name's John Preto. Oh, and I'm like, oh, okay. So okay. I have to say, like, Wybera or, I don't know. Like, like look like you're struggling trying to look like, <laughs> I don't know why. Like, 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 like a substitute bar. teacher. I, like. think, I think that would make it worse. I feel like that would make <laughs> Why don't you know your own name? Jeez. Uh, oh, oh, oh my, my name. You are my name. Oh. Start sweating. Pull tug on funny. your collar, like... <laughs> A complete cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Oh, wow. That was good. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yes. Boy, this is, for one of the silliest interviews, it's also been like one of the most like, Political, no, like, politically uh, charged. <laughs> <laughs> politically charged interviews. Yeah, it's uh, fun, yeah, but, uh, j- yeah. you know, but real quick. Really, can we, real uh, issues really, with real people. Real issues, real <laughs> like people. Like the doctor. Yes, like the doctor. Who's also very real. See, he has no trouble with borders. Dude, you'd no, think I, he'd have the most problem. He's not even from this planet. Yeah. Well, oh, he's from the north, though. There's well, a, he used to be from the he north. He used to be from the north. There's a, there's a great <laughs> song by... Uh, a Norteño band called Los Hermanos Ortiz 
It's called uh, Superman es Illegal, which is about Superman being an illegal immigrant, but nobody says anything about it. <laughs> I'd, I'd argue he's an illegal alien. Yes, he is an illegal alien. <laughs> <laughs> and he came from further away than Mexico, but everybody looks at him as like the U.S. symbol. <laughs> it's a great song. If you, if you Go look it up. If, even if you don't speak Spanish, it's just great. I'll, you know, probably will later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But let's, let's wrap it back a little bit to uh, Pancho Villa's skull. <laughs> All right, so we've we've played one track for uh, for the listeners. Yes. Uh, where might they find more? Let's get some links going. Uh, let's do Bandcamp because I got everything up on Bandcamp. That makes it's, sense. And it's free because I'm really bad at capitalism. <laughs> so. <laughs> 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 we'll le- we'll let you guess this political alignment. <laughs> <laughs> Keep guessing. Uh, three guesses. Three guesses. Uh, we'll be getting fan mail later. Definitely communist. <laughs> I believe in communism, and I think and I, I, Fidel Castro for president. Um, <laughs> It's totally a joke. I don't want to get stabbed by any Cubans who are like, what? No, I mean, that's a joke. We're going to have to, like, when we, when we do the part of something, we're, we're going to have to open with, like, we had the funniest guy on our show today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a special place in hell for Fidel. Um, but yes, what were we talking about? We're I don't know. Things. I started talking about Castro and got angry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, we did we did just uh, open up embassies again with Cuba. That's yeah, I mean, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Whatever. And I, I think I read somewhere that the first uh, U.S. company that has been doing business is Netflix. <laughs> like, Dude, they need, they need to know. Yeah. No, but like Cuba has such poor uh, internet infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so expensive. Such a strange like and first like, venture. Netflix. Into... Netflix is like, we can expand the Cuban market. Netflix doesn't exist in like half of Europe. <laughs> oh my God, are you serious? Yes, we have yeah. Cuba. Yeah. It's like Cuba's closer. Cuba got it first. Oh my God. Like, cool. Less wires today. Less wires. <laughs> if you get a chance, look up uh, Yoni Sanchez's blog. She's a Cuban blogger, and it was really great. She uh, does a lot of blogging about life in Cuba and stuff like that. It's great. I think I've heard of this one before. Yeah, yeah I, think I believe it's called Generation Y. I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but she's uh, she's great. I think a lot of her stuff is in Spanish. Some of it might be in English. But and, you know, uh, a lot of the more... I think I Google Translate yeah. now. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, use that. <laughs> and I think a lot of the more, like, chest-beating American people will frown at me when I say those. I think Cuba had great music for a long time. Cuban jazz is great. Oh my god. Cuban music is just amazing. In general, yeah. Everybody go listen to Celia Cruz right now. Actually, go listen to Los Fabulosos Cadillacs song, Basos Basios. They're an Argentine ska band, but they got Celia Cruz singing on there and it is an amazing song. And you will all be fans of Los Fabulosos Cadillacs. At at this point, I'm convinced you've talked more about other, other bands, bands that you're not than my own band. <laughs> and, you, and you're in more than one. Like, we've, we've talked about a couple. And yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Was I talking about Pancho Villa's call? Because that was. <laughs> so you're in. <laughs> this is an interview about Pancho Villa's call, and I should probably talk about that. But I, I I honestly hate talking about myself, so this is kind of a funny situation oh, to be we're gonna, in. We're gonna force it a little where bit. I have uh, to what, talk what, myself, do you, what, do you, what do you what do you have up on the horizon for Pancho? What do I have up on the horizons? Uh, I'm writing some new songs right now. <clears throat> I kind of took a couple months off from playing shows to kind of focus on new material. 
because um, I am such a slow writer. <laughs> I'm not even, I'll be completely honest, <clears throat> I'm not a fast writer at all. Do you, does that come a little bit from writing bilingually? or uh, Maybe, but also it's just like getting the chance to. Like, I'm the kind of guy that's like, I need to like have everybody out of the house and I need to sit with just oh, okay. me and my guitar and I need to write. Thing. Like, yeah. I need to Tino just, time. yeah, I need my own time. But my wife's always there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> God. <laughs> no, she's great. I love her. <laughs> I'll be the, she's, I've actually, she's probably the only person I've actually like sat and like wrote a song in front of. And it's like always so awkward. Like, uh, but yeah, whatever. No, I, she's my wife. I understand that entirely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the, before that, the only person I wrote a song in front of was like my dog. Cause like, she's cool. Yeah. Also, my dog Sombra. Shout out to Som- Sombra. <laughs> you can check out Sombra's Bandcamp. Yes. <laughs> I think there is a there is a, there is a band called Sombra. I think they're like a Norteño band or something like that. Or <laughs> Well, look him up, yo. I mean, if nothing else, he'll get Jeez. a lot of really good music out of this interview. Almost none of it Tino's, but... Go, please listen to my music. I beg you. Go listen to my music. And then go to his shows. Go to know, my I've, shows. I've seen Tino play. I do have a show coming uh, up. Not with the Vulnerable, but with Pancho Villa Skull. That's true. And uh, Why haven't you come I, seen the Vulnerable yet, dude? We play know, more than Pancho Villa Skull. Yeah, but you know what? We play super far away. I get it. I can, yeah, I can. Also, Pontevi School doesn't connect to me. Sorry, Pontevi, no. Oh, Edit wow. that shit out, wow. Jeff. Edit wow. that shit out. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this interview is over. Tino, it's just bad. I mean. <laughs> no, it's just if it doesn't connect to me to like my childhood like Pontevi Skull does. Oh, okay. Because like, I grew up with that kind All of music right. as a kid, too. Sorry, Kenny. <laughs> I tried to get him to the shows, Kenny. I tried. You saw me. You heard me plug. I was gonna say you saw me. You didn't see me. This, this is Radio Land. He's outside. Yeah. Hi, Kenny. Well, well yeah, he's a plant. You heard me plug it. <laughs> I can Kenny, see grass from here. Kenny plant is everywhere and nowhere. Kenny, <laughs> and Kenny plant. We trust. He is the night. <laughs> 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 I believe in Kenny Plant. Um, People are just downloading. I just like, saw the Batman mug and made a Harvey Dent reference to <laughs> Kenny Plant. People are just like downloading a podcast, just getting several minutes of us laughing a day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, you joke about that. I might have to like tr- like take the long sections of laughter and kind of like trim and mesh them so that you don't go over on like. I, like uh. Yeah. A- anyway, but I'll, I'll talk about me, I guess. <laughs> oh, if I need to, I'll talk about myself. <laughs> you said you had some shows coming up. Yeah, I do have some shows coming up. I have a show. Um, uh, coming up on April 2nd at the Sanctuary in Detroit with some other bands. Uh, Asculturo will be headlining. Uh, Asculturo is great. Sanctuary is a cool yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, I went down the opening night and like the heat was out. <laughs> it, was it was so you know, cold. It was, uh, but it was great. Uh, uh, quite a sanctuary. Calma Liberty played. I had, I had a rehearsal in, the in there and it was, it was pretty chilly then too. So. Yeah. Maybe I'm trying to plug other bands still. Like, <laughs> like, <do> you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Go listen to Lippies and Carmel Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> Carmel, if you hear this, I'm sorry if I pronounced your last name wrong. <laughs> oh I'm going to plug every other band but my own. <laughs> anyway, uh, April 2nd at the Sanctuary, I'll be playing. Then I got some possibly some other shows up coming up in April um, as Pancho Skull, and then possibly a Cinco de Mayo show, which was... Oh. Cool. I always feel weird about single the Mayo shows because nobody celebrates it in Mexico and it's kind of a weird holiday for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. St. Patrick's Day is like religious in Ireland. Yeah. Which it's not here. Yeah, and like yeah, in Mexico it's like what's Cinco de Mayo? Like I don't know what that is. A lot some Mexicans actually think it's a made up holiday. 
mean, I mean, it is. Arguably, it, all it is technically. It is technically a holiday in Mexico, but it's not widely observed at all. Yeah. It's like. Say if like uh, Minnesota Day. had like uh, its own little holiday, <laughs> like how Texas has Selena Day. Let's put it that way: Texas has Selena Day uh, for the Tejano singer Selena, and nobody else celebrates it. <laughs> That's what Cinco de Mayo is in Mexico. You know, I, I <laughs> and it would be like England taking that day and being like, Americans all celebrate this day. It's great. <laughs> it's weird because my sister used to sing a lot of Selena, and like she used to go out and perform like covers and. I didn't know that. I didn't know Texas had their own holiday for Selena. It's just like a day. Like, it's just like, hey, it's day of Selena day. But like, uh, obviously, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Maybe it's only in Corpus Christi. Let's make it even smaller. Let's make it... It's probably only in Corpus, Corpus Christi. Christi. And it's like two people hanging around the Selena Memorial. No, I'm kidding. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a shot at Selena at all. I love Selena. And that's why I feel weird about Single of the Mile. But I, I'll play Single of the Mile show. I'm not. You know, like I'm not that it, guy. You're just, uh, yeah, <laughs> you recognize that it's a weird. I wear. I just recognize it's a weird thing, and I <clears throat> kind of feel weird when people are wearing like fake mustaches and sarapas for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> hey, the fake mustache thing is kind of weird. Yeah, I'm like full blood Mexican. I can't grow a mustache, so I think it's it's a false it's a false stereotype. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's more for like like a yeah. uh, what do you call that? Uh, I don't know. Okay, it's a, it's a stereotype. No, was, never mind. <laughs> just, you, you just see like six foot four. Redheaded, pale skinned people with fake mustaches yeah. wandering around. Oh, I was gonna say it's more like a complex. You see them and you're like, oh, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, I can't, I can't grow one of those. It's probably. I have some Irish friends and they feel out the same way about St. Patrick's Day. They're just like, uh. it's like it's another thing that brings us together: Irish people and Mexican people. Just like, it's like you guys have St. Patrick's Day, we have Cinco de Mayo. You got screwed by the Americans. We got screwed by the English. It's great. That's, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, Americans just originally Britain part two so <laughs> that's a good point eh? yeah it's a good point with just like mildly less colonialism yeah. mild I said uh, mildly 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 also fun fact a lot of Irish fought on the side of the Mexicans during the Mexican-American war that would make sense so uh thanks Irish people thank you you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that they <laughs> <laughs> I think before we <laughs> dig this hole any deeper, yeah, let's. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh yeah, shows. Uh, yeah, it's a good while. And then after beyond May, I don't know. <laughs> There's nothing really in. Uh... <laughs> What am I supposed to be talking about, me? <laughs> I don't even remember anymore. Uh, all right, no. throw me a question. Ah, uh, all right. Uh, dude, yeah. Okay, ready? Ready? All right. So we're going to play a little game, you, me, and John here. You're going to tell us three facts about yourself, oh, but wow. one of them is going to be made up, and we have to guess so which one. So two truths and a lie. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> this game has a name. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, but like everyone, you're the first person you know. First, you know the game. You're the first person to know the game. You're also the first person that I like went into detail explaining because I'm like <laughs> apparently no one knows this game. Nobody knows this game except for the Mexican guy. <laughs> I know all games. <laughs> Amazing at games. Jeez, I actually, you know what? I always grew up with two truths and a lie. I wind up telling three truths, and I got to like lie and say I, that one of them's wrong. Oh, see, I was at the problem so where I just lie about two things. Yeah. <laughs> so it's actually like three truths and then one big lie about me not lying. <laughs> okay. 
right. So what do you got? Uh, let's see. My great <clears throat> grandfather was adopted by an Irish family. Okay. Um, my dad. Oh, it doesn't be about me, right? I mean, Sorry. Yeah, it can be about family counts. Yeah, fine, uh, yeah, my dad you. is originally from San Benito, Texas, and did not speak English until he moved to Michigan. And I also did not speak English till I was older. Okay. Which one of those is a lie? Hmm. You have, do you have your guess, John? Well, I'm musing a little bit. The Irish thing. I mean, Tino does seem to have a strong affinity for the Irish. Yeah. <laughs> I think most Mexicans do That's why we love Morrissey so much We, we need to talk about that in a minute <laughs> Should have seen the look on John's face just then Like just pure joy <laughs> I'm gonna go with number three being false um, I, I'm, I'm on the same page I think I think number three was the false one What was the third one? Third one was. <laughs> I'm just you kidding. Didn't. <laughs> I didn't speak English. No, okay, that's the false one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. So just, I don't know. Something. Yes. The other. The other two seem too like in depth. Too in depth. Yeah. Yeah. Too much detail. That's true. Too real. It's too, too real. real. I got too real. Just like I the doctor. You said you, were, you said you were good at all games, Tino. <laughs> I am, and I had you guys thinking about it. And oh, that, that was that was, that was the was point the of the game. That was the lie. Yeah, that was the lie. No, no, no. <laughs> I actually did it right this time. <laughs> well, no, I. You know, this is something that. I think it's really important to talk about is that Hispanics, Hispanic people really love Morrison. (laughs) (laughs) Specifically Mexicans. Mexican Mexican men really love Morrison. We love Morrison, dude. Outside of this, I've had this exact conversation with Tino without John present. (laughs) I've had this exact conversation with people before, too. Dude, if you're you're (laughs) with the... There's like a convention. (laughs) Yeah, dude. If you're with a couple of Mexicans, Morrissey's going to show up at some point in conversation. I'm, I'm happy, very happy to note this has slowly started permeating into pop culture. There's a Netflix original, Orange is the New Black. Right. And uh, one of the women in prison, um, she's Mexican, and she loves Morrissey. And she brings it up like, <laughs> three or four different times throughout Did the show. Did you guys see the, uh, there was a funnier diet thing, not that long, like a couple, maybe it was last year, a couple years ago, but there's, um, and it's like one of the, about the self-deportation stations. <laughs> and they had like chili powder and like Mexican music playing and then like a big poster of Morrissey. In there. <laughs> and the guy was like, I'm oddly drawn to this. And I was like, yes. I just, yes. I also like to know that white people are really confused when you tell them this. Like if they don't have any Mexican friends. Right. <laughs> you're just like no Mexican people love Morrissey they're like what why why yeah, isn't he like a sad British vegan <laughs> it's like we just do man we just do we love him <laughs> well, but why I don't know I can't explain it we do there is a book called Ask a Mexican and that is one of the questions in there like why do why do Mexicans, Mexicans love, love Morrissey, Morrissey. <laughs> it's a it's mystery of life <laughs> And it was like the longest like part of the book, which was like, <laughs> I mean, there were other long parts, but that was like a pretty long part too. It's a great book. Go check so, it out. So we've, we've now pitched, were, we've now pitched about 30 bands and a book, a book. <laughs> I can pitch more books. <laughs> A TV, I guess you could count. We just pitched Orange is the New Black. <laughs> Doctor Who, I guess, too. Doctor Who. Lots doc- of Doctor a, Who. A documentary on... Uh, 
<laughs> on a northern alien. Yeah. Yeah. We've also pitched Morrissey, which Sick I don't man. think he needs any more pitching. But <laughs> no, not really. If he if he does, I mean, go listen to Morrissey and the Smiths. You know, you know, Morrissey expects some some thank you tweets. Yeah, Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> you know we love you, Morrissey. We do. It's very you can true. do no wrong. We actually pop culture knows that they love you. Yeah, Morrissey. <laughs> you canceled your show here in Michigan. And I had to get give my tickets back, but I still love you. This is an official invitation to Morrissey to be on our podcast. <laughs> yes, and I will show up that day. And we'll have Tino, and we'll <laughs> have an in-depth conversation. Don't even tell him what it is. Subject. I'll just know. I'll feel it in my soul. Guest, guest host Tino. Yeah, I'll just feel it in my soul that Morrissey is here. It's like he's near, man. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> All right. I'll be like playing guitar at like church or something like that, and I was like, hey, guys. I need to leave right now because uh, Morrissey's in town. I'm, I'm needed. I'm needed. I'm needed elsewhere. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Danielle. You got to do laundry yourself tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Morrissey's <Again>. here. <laughs> oh, she would kill me if I left her to go talk to Morrissey without her. <laughs> you took what? Uh, I love Morrissey too. That's bad. I think. I think that's a good high note to end on. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's end on Morrissey. All right. This has been Tino from uh, Pancho Villa's Skull. Thanks for being on the show, Tino. <laughs> you're welcome for being on the show. Also, you're welcome, Morrissey, for new fans. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our short novel of an interview with uh, Tino of Pancho Villa's Skull. I was a little more political than we've gotten before. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've enjoyed that. I enjoy it a great deal. Hopefully, uh, you know, just under- understand we're not like trying to force opinions on you guys. It's just us talking about it. That's right. Unless you see me in the street. Yeah. In which case, <laughs> I will gladly force my opinions. Unless, unless you see John at protests at the local university. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You can find me there. Yeah. You can also find me occasionally arguing with street preachers. For sure. <laughs> okay, that one took a little. <laughs> oh, well, whatever. Um... So yeah, if you want to make sure to check him out, uh, he plays in the area and uh, coming up in one of the next couple episodes, we're actually going to be interviewing uh, a member of Tino's band, The Vulnerable. That's right. Tino also plays guitar in uh, The Vulnerable, but we won't be talking to him, though he does briefly intrude yes. on the interview <laughs> with uh, Candy Plant. Uh, so yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, like I said, ran a little bit longer. So for anyone who has a shorter drive to work, we do apologize that it took a couple for you. And everyone else, we hope you stuck around through the whole thing because I feel like he had a lot of good points to make and a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Yeah. And uh, next time, maybe you get more of us. Who knows? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what you're here for. No. <laughs> good night, folks.